I'm curious to learn if anyone has any experiences similar to this. Have you heard of the technique called tapping? It's a way to be able to get over different issues that we may have going on in our psyche. And for me, I learned a few weeks ago that I actually have a phobia. And that phobia is basically me worrying that my blood is going to get damaged. This is something that I've always struggled with my entire life, but I didn't know that it was a phobia until a few weeks ago. So this tapping technique puts us into these different positions where we think about times when we were experiencing whatever the issue is, right? So for me, it was when I was, when I had cuts or when I was trying to give blood and we quite literally would recognize where we were feeling stress in our body. And again, for me, it's right kind of in the middle of the chest and you actually tap on that area and then you do a clearing technique, which I have to tell you, as I was doing this, I could definitely feel the tension in my chest, right in the middle of my chest. And halfway through, it did start to clear and I could actually feel myself sort of open up and dissipate that feeling. So this is very, very new to me. I've never done anything like this before, but I'm curious if anyone else has any experiences that they were able to clear any type of ailments or blockages that they might have. So let us know. I want to learn more about this and dive a little bit more into this topic. On Invest in Square Feet, we unlock the secrets of wealthy entrepreneurship. I'm Matt Shields, and my mission is to help business owners just like you grow and protect your wealth so that you can invest passively into multifamily real estate. Today, we're going to be talking about some practical techniques that we can use to evaluate our life and how our life is playing out in front of us. The goal with this is to be able to increase your personal relationships and also your business relationships to be able to increase sales. And we're going to be talking to someone who has done exactly that. As a matter of fact, he's sold more than $40 million in a year, which was, I think, about five times more than anyone else in the company by going through and doing these exact strategies. I woke up on December 1st and I said, you know what? I'm going to start a new chapter. And I wrote down three things on my, on my board, and your audience can do this too, is I'd taken a piece of paper out and at the top I wrote down a relationship goal, so I wanted to have a better relationship with my wife, with my children, but most importantly, I wanted a better relationship with myself. Then I wrote down a health goal, and then I wrote down a financial goal. And on the left-hand side of that piece of paper, I wrote down a line down the center underneath those goals. And on the left side, I'd written down chapter one, zero to 34 years old, because I was 34 years old. And I wrote down all the things about my life that what I was doing either mentally or physically to prevent those goals from being achieved. On the right-hand side, I wrote down 34 years old, to 118 because I, I feel like I'm going to eat a little bit better and do a few better things and raise my odds. But that was my chapter two. And I wrote down all the things that I needed to do really opposite of what chapter one was because it was that dramatic and, and create some, some different strategies and a different path. I ripped that piece of paper in half, Matt, and I burnt that chapter one and decided I'm never going back to it. And I committed to that. And so I committed that out to the universe. I'd I had had to make some big choices. I had to remove some people. I literally fired people out of my life that were negative and holding me back and allowing me to continue a conversation with myself that wasn't productive. Because I started to listen to what I was focused on and, I, and the language internally and externally. 
and my physiology were all being affected by some of these people that kept me kind of repetitively in there. And then, you know, I changed my diet. I lost, I think like 43 pounds, uh, very quickly. Like I said, it became alcohol free, you know, I had better relationships that I really focused on and I needed to, you know, nurture some relationships that were actually sitting there right in front of me and, uh, and get a lot more gratitude. But, you know, you fast forward on, on today and what's really happened is I'm living that chapter two and now I'm perfectly in line with those goals that I'd written out. Without those goals though, Matt, I wouldn't know where, what I needed to do to change. Yeah. And that's a problem that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, right? They never go through that process like what you went through where, you know, this is where I am today and, you know, these are my goals. This is what I want to accomplish. So I love the, I love the process that you went through to be able to identify that. And, and thank you for describing that. One thing that stood out to me was that when you were going through the relationships that you wanted to improve, wife, family, kids, friends, I feel like this is always an external conversation. Everyone's looking at who are the people in my life that I want to improve that relationship with. But you pointed out, you know, I wanted to improve the relationship with me, right? And that's a piece that I think a lot of people, they might not necessarily focus on that or realize that that is an incredibly powerful and important piece to be able to, to move forward. Do you have anything that you can suggest to give people a framework to be able to sort of self-analyze themselves with, again, I need to, you know, I want to improve this, I want to improve this. Is it simply, you know, just looking at the people that you have around you or, you know, are there other mindsets or other things that you can pull out from your experience of going through that self-reflection that might help other people to be able to identify, yes, this is, I do need to part ways with this. Or is it just something that you just internally knew at that time that these people, these things were not leading me to these goals? Is it as simple as that? I wish it was that simple, Matt. Um, the, the truth is, is most people, you know, that I get the opportunity to coach at on a personal level, don't understand really the science of what's happening. And they could, they'll say, yeah, I hope I can feel better one day, but they don't really understand how. And so, you know, I, I struggled with that. I mean, Tony could only do so much for me. And what happened was, is I met a, a gentleman by the name of Bob Proctor from Canada as well. And Bob was uh, definitely a leader in personal development and, and also, you know, studying the way that the mind thinks. Him and I were both very uh, infatuated and loyal students of Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. And what we realized is, is whatever our mind conceive and believe, we will achieve. And if you really start to understand, if you take a look at all of the results today that you have and you worked it out backwards, your results came, is the result of a couple things. So everything starts out with a thought or a fantasy. And when you apply the feelings to that fantasy of how amazing that would be like to achieve that, you will produce actions that you need to take action and then you need to make results. Now, if you wrote out all those, those three things in a circle, you'd understand that if you don't have the results, you may have had the fantasy, but you didn't apply enough emotional and feeling to it, which meant you didn't put, take any action and go for it, thus gave you no results. Now you might even have the feelings and say, it would be really cool to make an extra hundred K this year or an extra million dollars. 
But if you don't actually apply then the action and really be able to future pace that through, you're going to have that problem. Now there's three types of fear to get through. One is the fear of failure is usually what blocks us, which is the easy one to say to people, I'm scared to fail. The truth is, is there's another one. It's the fear of success. Cause some people actually fear success for many reasons. What some people, it's as simple as they don't want to pay more income tax. And I've had those clients like that, but it's also the fear of what happens now. I'm on a way bigger stage or, or expectation because I have done something and I'm going to leave other people around me in a less fortunate state. And now they're not going to like me as much. But number three was the big one for me is the fear of self-worthiness. And I needed to look in the mirror and realize that the most worthy person in my life is me. It's not my kids. It's not my wife. It's not anybody else around me. It's me. Because when I look in the mirror and, or I see myself on your screen here today, Matt, I'm looking at this guy has a lot to offer. He's got heart, he's got determination, passion, will, all of those things to give to another person. And so I came up with a three word mantra, learn, execute, and inspire. And if your audience today just thought about what can I learn today to make myself better, discover more of myself, execute those strategies. And then how can I take what I've learned, good or bad, went to a place where people need to have inspiration, you know, and congratulated myself for going along that journey. I think that would suit you well. But the point being, you know, for me is you need to know where you're going. You need to know you're, you deserve anything in the world you possibly can put your mind to. And if you listen to yourself and what, you know, a piece from Tony Robbins was my state. Every day I was waking up with, man, I got to do this. I got to do that. I could hear my internal language saying, oh, Troy, you know, if you were only this, you know, or if you'd have grown up like this, then it turns into my external language. And I started to take note of that. Well, I was telling people that, oh, must be nice. You know, this person shouldn't have that or what have you, right? My physiology, my breath was terrible. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't nurturing myself uh, and taking care of myself and I really wasn't moving. But you know, when you get focused on a goal that you really want to get there and you can make yourself a big shopping list of all the things and just pick one, what is one outcome for you yourself that you want to achieve? Make it a fantasy. And when you can really focus on that and every night when you go to bed and you say, I'm so happy and grateful that it is, you know, December 20th, 2024. And I am sitting on a park bench looking at my new vacation property in Honolulu, Hawaii. And you get so emotionally involved with that. And you look in the mirror and you say, it feels so good to be able to high five myself and do that. You're going to inspire your husband, your children, the people around you, that you have a goal you're going after that you can actually envision yourself doing that. And when you start to proclaim that, you're going to feel nervous at first. You're going to say, well, you know, who's he? You're going to talk yourself out of every type of piece of fear you could possibly do. But what will happen is you're actually going to become more inspiring. And when you achieve micro steps like that, you're going to keep setting the bar more higher and higher and higher. Yes, I fantasize about my old private jet and helicopter and cars. But most importantly, I fantasize about myself being able to give back to other people and help people go through creating that new chapter in their life, whether that new chapter is in their personal life, in their family life, in their business. Because I can look back at, at the clues that were left me by either successes or failures that I created on my own. And I know that I can either think positive and towards a goal, or I can think about having nothing and not being enough. And both of those things will get me a result that I'm very comfortable knowing what they are.
But every night before you go to bed, write down the way that you, what your result was, take a look at your actions, take a look at the feelings you gave it, and take a look at the fantasy that you started with in the morning. Because I guarantee you, if you follow that process, you will start to understand that if you woke up great, it'll be great. If you go to bed great, you'll have woken up great. But once you start talking yourself down and you're not focused on keeping yourself recalibrated, you're going to have an outcome that's not happy and you're going to start practicing it to a point where you actually get comfortable with it. You got to get uncomfortable with the results that you're getting if they're not aligned with your blueprint. Yeah. And how would you suggest someone who is in that mindset right now where, again, the world is caving in on them, they have, you know, all kinds of issues going on in their life anxiety, they're not sleeping well, I've got to do this job and that job, and this person is asking for this, and I got yelled at because of this. Where do you start when you're in that type of, of position, right? Like, there's something to be said with, like, burn the ships, but what happens if your entire life is sort of in turmoil? How do you even start moving forward? Like, how do you pick what is the ideal thing or what is the best thing that I can do today to be able to start making steps toward whatever the outcomes are that I want? That's a great question, Matt, because it's so true as I'm standing here telling everybody, and if your ships are already on fire and so is the rest of the world, it's, you can't listen to me right now. You're saying, Troy, this sounds super cool, but I got a lot of stuff on my plate. So I can answer that super easy because that's what alcohol numbed me from feeling. What I realized is this. You know, I'd, I'd love to be able to send and show your audience something really cool right now. But if you started to make up a shopping list and honestly just sat down and said, you know what, what is a fantasy goal that I have always wanted when I was 15 years old? Just tune everything out for a minute. Just, you know, work with me for a second and just tune it all out and, you know, go back to when you're 15. What was something so cool if I could have just did that? Well, how do you know, don't worry about where you, the turns went wrong and you had an early baby or something. All these things happen. Focus on what it is that you'd really love to do. Where is that park bench? And just for a moment, think of it. Lock that in your mind. Really get comfortable with the feeling of what does it, you know, the water taste like as you're sitting on that bench? What is the sound? You know, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you feeling and smelling? All those things. And just fall in love with that moment for a moment. And now let's just back away a little bit. We can see there's a bunch of fires going on, a lot of problems, bills and hockey games and kids and all these things are happening. Boss yelling at you and all that. And let's just take a look now. To get at that goal, what are the things that you're doing today that's preventing you from getting there? And what are the things you could replace that with that could get you there? Yes, you may have to fire your boss instead of him firing you because you're still, you know, you're under their schedule on their terms to help them with their goal. We've got to get back to your goal. Now you may say, well, Troy, that sounds really nice. I got bills. Maybe some of those bills you don't need anymore either. Because you know what's crazy right now in 2023 as we... As we look at the, the world today, you know, all the way from 2020, all the way till for next three to five years, there are so many jobs out there. You can switch to whatever you humanly want to. You just got to change and decide to what, that you got to do that. But we're going to have to make hard choices. You either make the choice to, to envision it and get after it, or you simply stay where you are and hope for the best. And hope is a terrible strategy that adds a lot of stress to your body and to your family. So what you have to do is figure out document it, write it out. What are the things that you need to cut out today? So make a to-do list, 
But most importantly, Matt, most people's not to-do list actually becomes bigger and they realize they're focusing on the wrong things because it's a society or paradigms that your parents taught you or the people around you have told you you have to do. Your kids don't need 44 sports per week to go to. They want you. They don't want entertainment. They want you. Could your kids be a part of your business in some way, writing out thank you cards to your customers? I mean, the list goes on. You know, could you book 20 minutes to go walking? I mean, there's enough strategies out there you don't even need a coach for that you could just go onto YouTube and find out. But when we work through it with our clients, what, what we're doing is, is we're getting that clarity on where we're going. And then when the bumps come along the way, what do we need to cut out? And an airplane does that all the time from New York to LA. That rudder is moving the whole time, but we need to make sure it's incremental changes, not massive changes where we're doing 90 degree turns, little bits. So you don't have to change your whole life today. Cut out one thing that today and add something that's for you today and get excited about where you're going. And the more passionate you get about that goal or that, that outcome of that, where that park bench is, you're going to naturally select a lot of things. And I can tell you, I've been scared to quit things. I've been horrified, but I got to tell you, there's nothing more blissful that when you get in your mind of where you need to go, your family, your friends, and your employer will be even more happy when they know that you have more purpose rather than just waking up to do the same moronic thing each and every day that just makes you miserable. And I like that you, you focused on start with one thing, right? Because a lot of people, they jump into things. I'm going to change my life. My life is going to be completely different a year from now. And if they went through this exercise and they wrote down 50 things that need to change and they figure, okay, I'm going to change these 25, you know, slowly one by one, you're probably not going to have as much of an impact on it as what you originally thought you were going to have. Right. And one by one, you're going to have quote unquote failure after failure, where you're going to go back. Oh, this, none of this stuff works. I guess my life is just stuck this way. Right. But if you, if you pick those, those goals and pick those you know, initial things and don't move on to the next one until you achieve whatever the, the first one was, like you said, you're going to take those incremental steps to be able to improve your life bit by bit. Yes. Would you agree? hundred percent. You're dead on. And why do most uh, new year's resolutions not work? Because what does everybody say? I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to exercise like crazy and I'm do all this planning. You become so overwhelmed just for today, drink more water so your brain is more hydrated. Tomorrow, throw in five jumping jacks. You know, maybe play some better music. But on the stop doing, I will tell you, turn off the news. There's never been a time where there hasn't been a world-class event, whether it's war, politics, financial crisis. There's never been a time. So if you want to get yourself to feel good about being depressed, listen to more depression or change it to a podcast, play some good high frequency music, listen to your family, talk about goals and dreams. That's a great news show. That's free. <laughs> I love it. I love it. When we first met, we were talking about frequencies and energy and all of that, which was actually just, just last week, I think, right? Yeah. Probably about a week. So you mentioned to me when you looked at me, how I I'm breathing you know, in my chest and I'm not necessarily taking deep breaths, right? Talk a little bit about 
how you can change that and, and the importance of changing it. Like, what does that mean? And how can you recognize it in yourself doing, doing self-diagnosis? Like I'm not breathing correctly. And maybe that's something that can get added to the less work on my breathing. And how do I know if I'm doing it right? And what does that lead to? Yeah. Because, you know, again, is as I study somebody is I'm looking at, I'm listening for what they are focused on and I'll ask them, what are you working on? Right. And it's just a simple question, you know, and if they talk about, if they like, ah, you know, I'm just trying to figure things out. Okay. So there's no clear focus. That's fine. Then I take a listen for their language. Your internal language is, comes out on your external language. It's just how it works. So if I know that you're not, if you, I can tell if you're stressed by using terminology that, that I'm, I'm scared, I'm nervous. I don't know. I wish I could, you know, there's a lot of language there of things that are, none of them are really clearly defined. And so I can hear then, okay, there's confusion there and, and a confused mind can't take action. There's just, there's just no way. So you got to get clarity there. Confused buyer won't buy, right? Then I take a look at the physiology because I know that I, when I'm under stress, breathe through the top because I had to learn this, right? And I had to execute sitting down every hour. I take a, I take a moment and I just literally for four minutes, focus on my breathing on through my belly, not through up here. Cause that if you, otherwise you're breathing like that and you can't keep up and it's horrible. And then your shoulders, how does your face look? All of those things, because you can really understand by studying the things that identify or indicators, just like the gauges on your car that say whether you're in distress or not. So if you have high blood pressure, if you're breathing through the top, you have neck pain, migraines, headaches, all of those things, that's an indicator that something's not at ease. And if your language supports that you don't know where ease is, that's probably because you haven't focused or fantasized on what that really, that destination is. So you can start to see the pattern. So it's one thing, you know, doctors or gurus or, or public speakers, whatever will tell you, you know, this is what you need to do. That sounds cool. It's not just a quick pill. It's about just, you know what, if you put in your reminder in, in the morning at lunch and dinner and before bed, what am I focused on? What's my internal, external language and what's my physiology? That could be the one magical thing. If you did that for 21 days, that would change your life. Love it. Love it. I'm curious your perspective because you've, you've gone through this before. So we've now set our goals. We realize what it is that we have to change. And again, we we're setting simple goals, achieving one thing after the other. If our life is safe, and I'll just take myself, for instance, right? We're already an entrepreneur because that's a goal that a lot of people you have, they want to start their own thing. You're, so say you're already an entrepreneur. You want to change your life, but you keep getting sucked back into the old life because you have responsibilities. There's things that you need to do and you need to accomplish. There's other people that are, you know, you have some type of downstream decision or thing that needs to be done and you keep getting sucked back into that into that world into that life any thoughts on how to i mean obviously the the goal would be to hire someone else and put someone else in that you know, in that role but um you know any thoughts on being able to set up that disconnection from your current life in a successful way so that the house doesn't collapse or the building doesn't collapse behind you that, that you're building. Any thoughts on how to do that 
successfully to be able to start that transition? I would say stop being an entrepreneur because I'm going to tell you something. The goal is what is, what is it that you want to achieve? Entrepreneur, if you're focused on that, that usually means for most people working really hard in their business. So if you focus on the results, so if I asked you today, Matt, because of your hard work as an entrepreneur, could you tell me when you leave the entrepreneur world, what will you have achieved? What will I have achieved? I would say growing a successful business that runs without me left a, a staff of people that is happy and is interested in, in bettering themselves as well. That's, that's one of our core values is being able to, yeah. you know, give back and reinvest in, in employees. Is that where you're going with this? You're partway there. So here's what I would say is everybody know what that yearly income of that company now sustains. So let's just say you want to have a, a $1.5 million business that you want to sustain. Okay. For some people it might be a hundred million dollars. Some people might be 150 K doesn't matter. It's your definition of the, what that success and that outcome looks like. How many employees do you want to have in that company so that you know you're feeding a certain amount of families from that $1.5 million business? And what is the impact that you're able to give to the community and other people to keep nurturing more and more lives outside of even that? Right? So if you said we have a charity for a rescue helicopter in our community, we employ 33 people and support their families with different initiatives. And our business does $1.5 million per year. Now, if you were going to be on your deathbed, you can say, I achieved my goal. And someone says to you, Matt, how did you do that? I decided to be the best entrepreneur in the world. The entrepreneur journey is only the tool that actually gets you the outcome goal. You see, what happens is refocus on being hard workers, CEOs, we focus on the identity that usually already we know most entrepreneurs don't have free time, right? They have the ability to make choices, but if you look at what you'd have to tell me what your definition of an entrepreneur is. So that's why I go further out. Tell me what the goal is, because if you've achieved that, you can now say, I'm at peace with that. I'm ready to sell my business and there's my exit strategy. I'm ready to give it a succession to my children or my nephews or a friend, or I'm going to, I'm going to back away and I'm going to just go on vacation to more and more places and create another business. Or I'm going to simply keep running that $1.5 million business because that I plan on ha having that outcome when I'm 62, the year that I decide to retire and volunteer in Haiti for building homes or in, you know, in Alabama building homes or whatever that decision is for you when you're at that age but come up with a definitive date with a definitive outcome. It's not just about helping people or having impact. It's what does that actual impact give it a number, a label so that I can say to you, wow, you did that because you may be able to only say that you impacted one person, but if you said, I want to impact 33 families as with a full-time job, and I want to be able to donate 150 K to our rescue helicopter per year indefinitely, that's a goal. That's a, that's an outcome. And you don't have to make it about a goal, Matt, call it as a project. And when I learned this, it changed because so many people use the word goal. I like the word result because that's the program I teach uh, in the personal development is thinking into results, but 
But if you think of it as a project, now you can look at it as my, I need this business to do this so that I can do this. And as an entrepreneur, I'm going to become a serial entrepreneur and I'm going to build multiple businesses that do that. And then you can have fun that way. I love it. I love it. And you, you made my mind go to a point there where, and I don't remember exactly what you said, but you can, with your goal, I want to achieve this by this date, right? You can very easily be able to back that out and figure out, okay, by that date, you know, I've got this much time left to be able to do that. And then my mind went to, so I, I married friends of mine, call it six months ago now or so. And the whole thing was around time, right? And we all take time for granted. If you think about what time means, right? Let's just say our parents. We might not necessarily see our parents throughout the years or throughout the year. We'll go to our parents and we'll see them once a year, twice a year, if you're on the holidays, something like that, right? And you figure, oh, I've got 20 more years left to spend with my parents. I've got plenty of time. But when you shift that mindset, and if you only see them once a year, you only have 20 more times to be able to see that person, right? So shifting that mindset from, I've got, again, 20 years to achieve whatever my goal is. But if you only are working on it, you know, throughout the day for small parts, you know, you can figure out, okay, I only have whatever it is, a hundred more times, a hundred more things to, or a hundred more days, whatever hours to be able to work on that goal for the next 20 years. Right. Does that make sense? Does that resonate? Totally. You're nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love. That's the thing is because he, so many people will say, I wish I would have done that. But that's the problem. It, it still stayed. Remember back to what our earlier spot was. It stayed as a fantasy. You didn't give it enough emotional feelings and urgency to go for it. So rather than thinking about going on a vacation and you're healthy now, you and your children or your family, your spouse, partner, if you really want to go to Honolulu, go click onto Expedia.com right now and go and book the ticket. The same thing happens in business as you take action. And if you say, I can't afford it, there isn't enough time, figure out how to get resourceful. Because when someone tells you that you're going to die in 30 days, it's crazy how fast you can make choices. All right, so if you've been a listener for any time at all, you know how I love having these tips and strategies and things that we can actually implement right away. So I'm going to go down through this list and recap everything that Troy had talked about so that you can easily digest this and easily start implementing this right away. So Troy took a sheet of paper and wrote three goals on it. He wrote one relationship goal, he wrote one health goal, and one financial goal. After he had those goals written up top, he drew a line down through the center of the paper. And on the left side, he wrote zero to 34, which is basically the beginning of his life. He was 34 years old. So these are the things that he had done up until that point. Those were the types of things that he wanted to change and he wanted to impact. So by thinking about them and by identifying them and writing them down, he acknowledged them as being issues and things. And he created a plan that he wanted to be able to change these different items. Then on the right hand side, he wrote from 34 up to where he believes that he's going to live to. I personally believe I'm going to live to 150. So I would write 45 to 150. Right. 
So those are the goals. Those are the things that we want to move toward. Those are the things that we want to start doing and integrating into our lives. Those are the types of relationships that we want to build. Those are the types of, again, goals that we want to be able to accomplish. So again, same concept by identifying them, you can now start working toward making those things happen. You're going to be able to start chunking those down and understanding what it is that you have to do in order to be able to make those changes and make those goals a reality. In Troy's particular case, he chose to rip the paper in half then, once he had this all planned out, he chose to rip the paper in half and he burned the left-hand side. So he was physically getting rid of all of that stuff that he was doing in his prior life and only concentrating on the things that he wanted to be able to bring into his life. What I thought was so fascinating about this was that so many people go through life without really identifying what it is that they want to do, what it is that they need to stop doing. And this technique, as simple as it may sound, helps you start identifying exactly that and making that plan for your change. What are you gonna stop doing and what are you going to start doing? It's extremely, extremely powerful when you start thinking this way. If you wanna learn more about Troy, head over to coachtroy.ca or check out theultimatesalesmachine.com. Troy works very, very closely with Amanda Holmes, who was also a past guest on the podcast. And remember, if you want to understand what the wealthy do, head over to Invest in Square Feet and sign up for our newsletter. We reveal some tips and tricks that you're not going to hear anywhere else. And we also will publish the opportunities that we have for investment opportunities into multifamily real estate and technology in that newsletter. And don't forget to subscribe because we drop every Wednesday on whatever podcast platform it is that you use. So you want to make sure that you don't miss any advice. 